Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's happening, my friends? It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Joined right now by the Heisman Trophy voter himself, Brent Beard. Look, guys, you know, you're, you're hearing from big-name people in the sport that we all love, and they're all saying the same bloody thing. Big-name coaches are going to – there's going to be a mass exodus of big-game coaches. And I – like, look – I'm, I'm not just going to hate on every opposing or descending viewpoint. I know the folks, the horde on social media is going to say, well, these coaches have been leaving, leaving for higher dollar figures for years. You know, now that the players get a cut, they want to leave the sport entirely. I, are, I can predict what you're going to say before you get there. Coaches are leaving because they're not able to have any continuity whatsoever with their teams. You heard Coastal Carolina coach Cliff Ellis say that. Coaches are leaving because they've got to re-recruit their roster every year. Once you think you're done recruiting, now you have four times as much recruiting to do. And it's fascinating to wonder, especially as it pertains to our own local icon, Dabo Sweeney, exactly where he falls on the close-to-hang-them-up scale. Again, Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, is on the line Brent, I always do appreciate uh, your time, my friend. Some really interesting times this week with Jeff Halfley becoming the D.C. in Green Bay. Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, not outwardly saying the current college football is why they left, but it seems to be implied. Chip Kelly, rumored to be interested in Washington's offensive coordinator position. Brent, as we bring you on today, who are the coaches who we should keep an eye on these big names that put, could potentially leave. Grubb, the offense coordinator at Alabama now, coming over from Washington, has been mentioned for the Seahawks uh, offensive staff. Now, he was out recruiting today, um, so or at least that's kind of what the word was. Um, my, my understanding is, now look, I, I'm not saying they're going to be uh, and we don't need to panic about this, but I understand the issue. I don't think we're going to have 50 of them leave necessarily, but I think we're going to have some of them leave and have heard probably like you you two have that there could be some retirements 
between now and uh, after signing day. We got to remember signing day is actually next Wednesday, even though there will be very little uh, really accomplished during that time and announced. Uh, but but uh, there's there's there is a possibility of some more retiring that would uh, frankly surprise us. Um, so, and I, and, and look, there are a lot of things these coaches have got to deal with this, this December calendar, uh, and that would take some pressure off of them. There are things they can do if they're willing in order to, uh, uh, to make this situation not as daunting as it is right now. Brent, in your opinion, can NIL and the transfer portal be reined in? I mean, we've seen over the past few months to a year just the systematic dismantling of a lot of the NCAA's biggest rules when it comes to NIL and the transfer portal, all based on legal grounds. So how do you get a hold of something like that without making players employees and giving up massive concessions that would entice them to want to give up the freedom of movement and the freedom of making unlimited amounts of money. I, I, I'm not real sure, Diesel, that we're going to be able to stop that train uh, at this point because I think we're I, I, I think we're going to do it. That doesn't mean we have to like it, but I do think we're going to have to that, that we're going to more of the uh, NFL model. Uh, meaning collective bargaining and contracts and so forth, uh, the way this thing's going now. Now, what I have more confidence in this new uh, allegiance uh, here of the Big Ten and the SEC getting something done with this uh, than, frankly, I do trying to do something with the NCAA or the Congress. Um, you've got some pretty sharp minds in both these conferences. They've got the money, and I think that's one of the things they're working on uh, with this, uh, the, the plans that they've got to get together, and I think they've been doing it before it was announced today, um, that, they will, that, that they would be determined, and they would have the power and the momentum to get something done. That may only be for those two conferences. I don't know, uh, but I have more confidence in that working than I do anything else right now. Brent, we've seen Georgia win the national championship with very minimal use of the transfer portal. Yes. But Georgia is a different animal than Clemson. They play in the SEC. They have more television revenue coming in. They have the largest recruiting budget in the country. Do you believe that a national championship at a place like Clemson is feasible while largely eschewing, ignoring the transfer portal? Well, I think it's possible. Um, and again, until Dabo gets uh, more than either zero or two transfers, we're probably not going to know Um but I would say right now, if you're going to do it, uh, and you can do it, now now would be the time, because I could see probably uh, 
And uh, in other words, unless we do something with recruiting and changing the calendar, uh, I think we're probably going to get more and more transfers on these teams. It's a quick fix. Uh, the problem is you've got to do it. If you do it and you start it, you're going to have to do it continuously, and that just goes along with it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do think if you've got the right coaches developing players that at, at this point you could still win uh, a national championship uh, with, with growing your own roster, yes. Brent, I find something really interesting about uh, a certain section of your notes here about North Carolina and how they are uh, looking at the you know potential breakaway from the ACC and the Big Ten and the S and the SEC. Uh, just out of curiosity, if if all of the schools that are reported to want out of the ACC all sued the ACC at the same time, do you believe the ACC would want to fight on all of those fronts? All at the same time. As of right now, it's just Florida State yeah. that's brought uh, that's brought a lawsuit against the ACC. They've sued back, which is going to be very very expensive for the conference. So if eight schools were all were all suing them at the same time, do you think the ACC would want to stand fast and fight eight schools at once? Uh, well, uh, probably not. But in theory, they may not have a choice uh, if they want to. Uh, uh, survive. I mean, obviously, that this is why they brought in Cal and um, the um, SMU, et cetera, uh, to try to help them if they're going to have defections. I think they know they're still going to have that. Uh, right now, all the eyes are on FSU, obviously. My understanding with this is FSU, if you total this together, uh, as far as what it would take for them to get out, um, there's more. I, I know there's a $120 million exit fee, but uh, the people who have done the math have said it's probably closer to $500 million. And I think the thing they're trying to do is at least get that cut in half to where the ACC gets some money and they're able to get out. Um, and if the rest, of the, the rest of these schools who really are kind of behind them do they have the resources and the weather all to be able to do that too? Um, no, I, I, Diesel, I, I, it would it would stress their systems to the nth degree. Uh, I'm just wondering is there is there something the ACC could do in letting some of these schools out? I don't. I, I question right now. I don't think they could bring anybody else in. That would be as good as the schools who are leaving, but could they bring in enough schools in order to survive another what ten years uh, until they either figure out what, what they're going to do, or they know that they're just going to fade from existence? Brent Peer joining us here on Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Uh, it, we're in the we're in the land and the time frame of alliances in college football right now, buddy. And um, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to partner to address college issues. Brent, first question is, what does this mean? Number two, do they actually have the power to do anything? Is this part of potentially breaking away from the NCAA? Can they enact rules on their own? 
that uh, only the, those two conferences have to follow. What does this mean to you? Uh, what it means to me is that, that, that this is the beginning of what you're talking about. Now, how long it would take, don't know. But yes, I'd, and I think they would probably deny that, and I would understand that. But I think what it eventually means is, is yes, they they will have the money, and they will have the resources, and they will have the coaches, and they will have the players to where I, I, I don't know, Mark, if they're going to break away as much as they're going to be, uh, uh, that they're going to become the top tier uh, of college football, if that makes sense. Um I'm sure there's other, another word you can say for that, but um, I, I, I think really this is where this is going. Look, this is not uh, – they're just not setting up uh, tea and cookies for next month. And I think they've been meeting now for several months. I think that I think they're working on their own, as Diesel said a minute ago, their own NIL and transfer situations. Um now, would it be easy? No. Is it possible? I think it, I think it would be yes. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you know, who would have uh, enforcement? How would they? If someone breaks rules, how would they deal with that? I'm sure that's that, that's probably stuff that they are deciding. But they are, I think, have reached the point where uh, these two conferences don't want conferences that make less money than them tell them what to do uh and to their credit they are beginning to meet and beginning to decide some of these things um and it it really does make you wonder if this thing goes the way it's looking could they end up just playing each other uh in these two conferences now here but regardless this is a shot across the bow for the other conferences who are not SEC and Big Ten. They need to start meeting, and they need to start planning, and they need to come up, particularly the non-Power Five, they need to come up with their own playoff system uh, in TV contract, uh, and they're only going to do that if they get together. Now, how easy would that be? I'm sure it wouldn't be, but that's something – I mean – Diesel and Mark, let's just be realistic here. If the if the not if the other conferences besides the uh, uh, besides the uh, uh, the Big Ten and the SEC, if they if they don't start planning, what's going to happen to them? Brent, who are the big names out there still available as we come up to uh, official National Signing Day, which is really late signing day, as much as Mark hates calling it that? It is. Second signing day. Who are the big names out there that could still uh, shake things up? I was asked this question the other day, and I got on with 24-7, and I went through their 150, and every – this is amazing – but every single one of those guys had already already, um, signed – or they were 100% committed to their school. I've never seen that before, uh, frankly. And I'm, I'm not saying there's still not a Ryan Williams who uh, who is kind of doubly now committed to Alabama uh, that he couldn't go to uh, 
Ohio State or Auburn or somewhere like that. Uh, but, uh, listen, there are going to be several schools next Wednesday that are not even going to have anything for signing day because they are done. And they're looking at 25, they're looking at 26. And I think that's such a shame because I remember how excited we were and how we followed it. And, look, you know, we'll, we'll follow in case something happens. Uh, but we're at that point right now to where – and, and it, this was predicted to happen that the uh, second signing day would be virtually anticlimactic, and, and it all, and it very well may be. Brent Pierre joining us here on the show. Brent, uh, a couple of years ago, some of our newer listeners are unaware that uh, you, during my single days, were trying to set me up with characters <laughs> that you played on this show named Candy, Mandy, and Sandy. Indeed. Now, here is my question for you, Brent. It's only fair if, uh, oh, how the turntables on you here. Okay. What school in your history of coverage, covering college athletics has the best-looking Candy, Mandy, and Sandy walking around campus? Oh, my. A lot, so so let's, we can say fan base, okay? What yeah. school has the best-looking yeah. fan base, Candy's, Mandy's, and Sandy's walking around in your lifetime of experience, well, okay. I, I would. I mean, I, I mean, it's certainly the SEC. Um, but I mean, I, I, you know, I'm same way with you guys. I, I'm going to throw out uh, Florida. Thank you, sir. Uh, Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, and Florida State, uh, I think, would be another that that would um, that, that those three would keep you busy for a while, right? <laughs> Florida, Ole Miss, and Florida State. We've gotten the medal stands for Brent. Brent, who do you see filling the vacuum in the, well, what was the SEC West? Okay, uh, one of the top two or three. So it's it's going to take some time to get used to this. It is. Uh, but with Alabama gone, who's going to step up and, and fill what's, uh, at this point, I guess, second best in the SEC? And that's weird to say, too. That. I mean, I mean, frankly, Georgia's not going anywhere. Obviously, uh, they have so much talent, uh, and that's not stopping. Now, Ole Miss this year could be something special. Frankly, Jackson Dart comes back. I know they lost Junkins, uh, but a lot of that receiving crew comes back. This is the second year uh, with that um, uh, defense. Uh, in that staff they've got. So I, I think you could get some fascinating things out of them. I, I'm, you, you know, we're, we're not used to this yet. I don't think Oklahoma is ready, but I think Texas might be. I mean, obviously Texas is a playoff team, so they almost have to be when they – so, um, gee, that, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. Um, and, but, but, um, but you're right. Our mindset has been that way since 1992, and it's just going to be hard to change. So uh, I, I'm going to say those. I mean, Alabama's going to be up there. That They're going to be better than uh, people think they are. Um, uh, Missouri's got enough coming back to make them dangerous uh, as they were. Nico at Tennessee – and they're they're having a they're waging a uh, 
a war with the NCAA right now, by the way. Um, Nico, listen, guys, I heard a Tennessee beat writer say this week, and I'm just taking this with a grain of salt until we really see him, but, but someone asked him on the – on a uh, on a on a national interview, uh, <clears throat> how good is how good could Nico be? And this is Lama Leva, and I, I know I'm not getting it. Mark probably knows it, but uh, he said Nico could be maybe as good as Peyton Manning before he leaves Tennessee. Unbelievable, unbelievable, Brent. Um, to in your opinion, to what degree, like Jim Harbaugh, and Nick Saban? Is the lay of the land in college football entirely why they left? Part of the reason why they left? It feels to me, even though they're not admitting as such, I mean, Brent, when I asked you, I remember asking you a year ago about Saban, Nick Saban, and you said he's nowhere close to hanging them up. So what would have accelerated that process other than college football? So with specifics to Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban, to what degree are are their moves you know, based on what's going on right now in the sport? I think uh, probably uh, uh, for Harbaugh, at least a third of it was uh, the lure of winning a Super Bowl. Uh, Another part of it was, uh, and he, I don't think he, he would ever admit this, was to get away from the NCAA coming investigation. Well, I mean, they're coming but uh, with investigation, but what would the sanctions be? And I think probably a third of it would be uh, uh, just the stuff we're going through now, the, the NIL and the, and the portal. For Saban, it, what, a third of it for Saban, maybe even more, was – he was struggling to get coaches to join his staff. And that, and that sounds incredible, but uh, he called some guys, wanted them obviously to join the staff, and their comment was, Coach, we'd love to, but we need a two- or three-year contract, and we think you're only going to be there another year. So... That had a lot to do with that. I, I, I think NAO and transfer also had a lot to do with Saban uh, leaving, too. I, I mean, he said in an interview with Reese Davis, and Reese asked him that question, he said, well, I really don't want to go there. Well, what that tells me is, <clears throat> Mark and Diesel, <clears throat> if you don't want to go somewhere, does that tell you that that, that, that was probably the If not the answer, it was close to it. Uh, so uh, I'm just dividing this up into um, compartments. Uh, and, and, and I think another thing for Saban would be, I think Saban thinks that <clears throat> he loves to win championships, he loves to recruit, but he loves the game, and he thinks that, and I think I would agree with him, I think he thinks that he is an agent of change for the better in college football, and I think besides just being on ESPN, maybe on game day or something of that ilk, that he thinks that he could make some major changes for the good in the game because that's something that's always been important to him. Do, do all those things make sense? Most certainly, my friend, most certainly. We appreciate you, pal. Great catching up with you. Uh, my friend, I'm going to give you a call real soon, okay? we got to catch well, up. 
I, I know we've communicated. And, guys, I'm, I'm leaving here with this. Mike Martin died yesterday. And I know we don't talk much college baseball right now, but we were really grieved over his passing. Um, tremendous, one of the greatest baseball coaches ever. And, and listen, I, I hope this doesn't sound silly, but I'm I'm actually grieved over this. Um, we lost Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, today at 76 yeah. years old. Yeah. And, and look, guys growing up uh, in the Rocky movie era, uh, it, 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 listen, uh, and this would be a good this would be a good discussion question for you guys. If you're a guy, after you saw Rocky one, the next day, uh, if you didn't start uh, sneaking out of the house and and running at least around the block and going in the refrigerator and getting two or three eggs and putting those in a glass and drinking them. I would say you're lying about that. (laughs) Sounds good to me, my friend. Have yourself an awesome weekend. We look forward to next week, okay? You too, guys. Take care. All right. Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, right here on the show. Up next, don't be surprised if dot, 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 this happens in the NFL. That's next. My name is Mark Ryan. He's Diesel. It's the Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Truly do appreciate you guys making us part of your day. Each and every day, man. So, um, NFL action satisfaction. Do not be surprised if, you know, like we all have uh, ideas of what could happen in the offseason. What is, what is your answer to that question? For the NFL, uh, the rest of the season, the Super Bowl, the offseason, you know, like I, I think we can honestly say, right? We wouldn't we wouldn't be surprised if either team won the Super Bowl. Well, the only question is: Is San Francisco San Francisco's got more talent than KC? The only question is: Are they ready to uh, Are they ready to win the Super Bowl? Right? That's the that's the big million dollar question. But I've got a few ideas for you in terms of uh, you know, do not be surprised if. Yada, yada, yada takes place 
The first one, X, Y, and Z takes place. The first one for me is the following. Um, for me, don't be surprised if Russell Wilson is no longer a Denver Bronco. You know, I, I, I think Sean Payton this year got a very, very difficult lesson in, you know, choosing a place of employment, wanted to go to the Chargers, didn't go to the Chargers. He wanted to get back into coaching, wanted to wait for the Chargers. The Chargers didn't, you know, weren't ready to fire Brandon Staley yet. They were a year later. Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, is notoriously cheap. And I think Sean Payton kind of either through overconfidence or through just belief in Russell Wilson kind of overplayed his hand with what they have there. Best case scenario for Denver is mediocrity. Worst case scenario is they're really bad. You know, and they've got like a hodgepodge of a roster right now. Best thing for them to do, I think, is to move on from Russell Wilson. There's a, look, there are some places Russell Wilson could go and be very successful. Pittsburgh might help them get over the hump. What about the new New England? Who's their quarterback? Okay, the new New England, the New York Giants. You don't think Dable would rather work with Russell Wilson than Daniel Jones? There's spots out there for Russell Wilson where he could make a difference. I just don't think it's where he is. Denver would need Russell Wilson of the first five years in the NFL to get over the hump, and he's just not that dude anymore. All right, let's go to the phones. And Jason in Columbia. Chimes in next. Hey, Jason, you're off sides, my friend. What's good? Hey, Mark. Good afternoon. Hey, man, I've uh, really enjoyed the show today. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't call in earlier when you were first talking about the oh, trajectory good, of the rivalry. Sure, sure thing. Hey, no problem. Um, yeah, you know, one thing that kind of jumps out when you're talking about it is, uh, and you alluded to this, and I'm not trolling here. I'm just being honest. If you look back over, you know, the history of South Carolina football, I mean, Mark, they've only had four 10-win seasons. So, I mean, in order for the rivalry itself to really be nationally relevant the same way Ohio State, Michigan, um, some of the others, the Iron Bowl, I mean, South Carolina would need to, I guess, I was going to say duplicate, but it's not even duplicate. It's originate a level of national relevancy as a program uh, that they have not done. Um, you know, you referenced the 2013 period, certainly when Spurrier was there, those final three, well, it wasn't the final, but those three 11 win seasons in a row, they were absolutely rolling. And, uh, and that you're right. That was the last time that, that the rivalry on a national scale was relevant. And really the only, the only kind of blips on the national radar is if what happens in 2022, where Carolina plays spoiler, and winds up knocking Clemson out of the uh, playoff picture. Um, and, Mark, I mean, as far as, like, the trajectory of the programs, I mean, you, you called it going into this season. I mean, there was a lot of talk about Beamer after those two top ten wins. They fell on their face. I think that's looking ugly. Like you said, six and six is might be a ceiling for next season. Uh, he's going to be on the hot seat, man. Let's but I, I would say, Jason, I would say, yeah, and I want to yep. kind of go back and forth if we can here, my friend. Um, so I would just say that Beamer, let's not call six and six a success, okay? It's not. That's not a success. Yep. I don't care if the schedule is hard. 
Six and six could save Billy Napier's job at Florida. It's not a success. It's not a success uh, for the Gamecocks in year four. Uh, would you agree with me, Jason, that if you have a rivalry game in which both teams are unranked, that's an irrelevant rivalry? That's the danger here, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just means when you're talking on a national scale, certainly it would be irrelevant. Uh, now, obviously, to those of us in the state, um, it's a blood feud, man. And, and that's where it's, it's, it's always been an interesting conversation because you even heard it during Clemson's college football playoff run. People would say, well, well, South Carolina needs to be good because the ACC is weak and Clemson needs to bolster their schedule. And what we found out is that's not true. Clemson went to six college football playoffs in a row, and South Carolina was largely terrible during that time. And I'll be honest with you, Mark, I they're a true blood rival for me, man. If being a national, uh, re- nationally respected, relevant rivalry means that South Carolina is frequently in the top ten, I don't want it, man. It's like my granddad. It, my granddad used to say, dude, and he was a Clemson grad. A perfect football weekend. Our high school team wins Friday night, Clemson wins, and then Carolina loses. So, Jason, riddle me this. You are firmly in the camp. You you want South Carolina to be awful. You you, you don't want them to be good so it improves Clemson's strength of schedule. Uh, That's a very interesting question, you know, and and everyone's got a different viewpoint on that. You know, do you ever root for your rival to be respectable so that the game is better? You say you want to roll over them 50 to 0 every year? Absolutely. Mark, when they lost to the Citadel, I mean, that was just such a great moment in my life and in the lives of many Clemson fans. And that was 2015, but it feels like yesterday. And and that will always live with them. And so those kind of moments, I mean, those are priceless in a rivalry. So um, I certainly see both sides. Look, if we were Duke, North Carolina in basketball, and it's an awesome, which is going to happen this weekend, there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, I have a hard time believing that Duke and North Carolina each pull for each other to be relevant. They just, it just happens organically. You but, got uh, it. Hey, and, and let me, yeah. can I leave you with this mark yeah. as far as the Clemson trajectory? I, I have said to you, I have very, I, I've had concerns about Dabo adapting to the new landscape, but I, I would say that I am quietly confident um, based on some of the moves we've seen, the Garrett Riley move, even though it didn't pay off, that was a big power move when it happened. And then I think we're seeing the addition of Matt Luke and Chris Rump to this staff. Okay, he got rid of some of his guys and upgraded massively. And you look at the 2024 class rankings, there was a lot of talk about where's Clemson and South Carolina going to finish. Clemson wound up 11th in the 24-7 rankings, South Carolina 21st. Look at this year's class. It's very early, but Clemson already has nine four-star players. They're ranked number three. Number three overall. South Carolina has one. And that just shows you. Here's here's what we said about that, Jason, that there is demand to play at Clemson to the point where those guys want to claim their spots before their spot goes away. South Carolina doesn't have that demand there. It shows you Dabo is in one one of those select spots for a head coach where he can select, not recruit. Scarlett Johansson doesn't recruit who she dates. She selects whoever (laughs) she wants, right? That shows you that there's still a whole host of blue-chip players that want to claim their spot while they still can. There's a demand to play at Clemson. Jason, great catching up with you, pal. Thanks so much for the call. 
Truly to appreciate hey, you. Thanks, Mark. Enjoying the show. I, I truly appreciate you. Great to hear from you all the way in Columbia. Really interesting. Um, Jason Diesel, I, I feel like Jason, you know, Jason adds to the show. You know, he adds to the show, and that's awesome. Adds context, adds insight, you know, um, and typically a call on a radio show will be about two minutes. I you, you see I let him go longer because I feel like he adds a lot, and the, the context is really, really good with what he's saying. Well, yeah, Jay, the difference in Jason and, and your average caller is uh, Jason either comes up with these opinions himself or he listens to a lot of different talking heads and forms an opinion based on an amalgamation of all of their points. And he remembers the details, and the details matter. Most callers, they just want to call in. They heard one person say something, they liked it, they want to call in, regurgitate it, and take a jab, and they're out. So, uh, Jason, I'll have you know that you have folks responding to you on the text line. Texter says, since Jason is living in the past, West Virginia just scored again. They hang a 70 spot on Clemson, right? I mean, that's 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 they the, did. They embarrassed them. 70 points on uh, on Clemson in that Orange Bowl, but that was just the start of the run, man. That was the start of the run. Let's hope we're not at the end of the run. What do I hope for? What Diesel? I don't want to speak for you. I'd love to see a top 10 matchup between these two teams again. I I'd I'd love it to enter the top 10. Uh, uh, I, I'd like it to be among the top 10 rivalries in college football. Now. In terms of the top five hate-filled rivalries, it's certainly there. That's why people tune in, because they know it is such a heated rivalry. People kind of remember the brawl that happened on the field uh, years back. They know that this is a heated, nasty rivalry, and that's why they watch it. I mean, it's not like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State has been uh, has been super even over the years. Oklahoma's been the daddy a, a lot of the time. So... Um, yeah, they, they, they want to tune in and see what might happen. It's the, it's the you want to get a little piece of schadenfreude. Maybe you want to see the car wreck happen. All right, up next, my friends, do not be surprised if in the NFL this happens. Is next right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Fill in the blank for me. Do not be surprised in the NFL if what, how do you end that sentence? Do not be surprised if dot, dot, dot. Uh, I share with you, do not be surprised if Russell Wilson is no longer a Denver Bronco in the offseason, in this offseason, heading into next year. Uh, I believe that they realize that they're nowhere close and that Russell Wilson is not the guy to get them there. They need a reboot. They need a reset. They need to take a step back in order to take two steps forward. This one is going to surprise you, but perhaps it shouldn't. Do not be surprised if the Chicago Bears trade the number one pick or don't take a quarterback with the number one pick. You know, there is a feeling there, and I've spoken to a few friends in Chicago. There is a few, there's a feeling there that Justin Fields is beginning to turn a corner. And so certainly you wouldn't say Chicago is the team with the biggest quarterback need, right? 
They're not New England. They're not Pittsburgh, right? They're, they're not any of these teams that totally lack a quarterback, Atlanta. But should they want to move on, they could fetch something of value for Justin Fields. You know, the Atlanta Falcons have been bantied about as a potential landing spot, a potential return home for Justin from Georgia originally. Do not be surprised if dot, 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 Detroit makes it to the Super Bowl next year. Um, guys, they're right there. And I know it's, it's you know, easy to say, well, they just caught lightning in a bottle. You know, they, they won a couple playoff games, got an easy second matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think many folks realize just how close Detroit is and just how much of an advantage it is for them to play in the NFC. You know, the AFC, Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I mean, consider that for a minute. You know, the best that the NFC has is Jalen Hurts, who is not what other quarterbacks are throwing the football. Dak Prescott, who chokes when it matters. Jordan Love, who's very green, and not just because it's the color of his team. (laughs) Kirk Cousins? Really? Brock Purdy finding his way? Matt Stafford collecting the senior citizen discounts? You know, like the the NFC does not scare you in any way, shape, or form in the quarterback position. Detroit, Jared Goff, they, in my opinion, have one of the best ones. Don't be surprised if Detroit makes it to the Super Bowl next year. In fact, they just might be my pick to do so. They might be my pick to do so. I, I got to be real with you, man. I feel strongly about that. By the way, uh, getting set for the Super Bowl next week, uh, got so, a lot. we're going to have a great week of shows for you next week heading up to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan here speaking on uh, Christian McCaffrey. And it's still, is it not criminal that the Carolina Panthers did not get more than a second-round pick for Christian McCaffrey? Like, in his prime, like at the, at the height of his superpowers, you got a second-round pick for him. You turned, and again, why are you so frustrated if you're a Carolina Panthers fan? You turned down two first-round picks for Brian Burns. You and then you accept a second round pick for Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's better than Brian Burns, better player. Kyle Shanahan says CMC has come so far. He knows the guys' names. He he knows the runs that we're calling instead of just guys pointing him to the direction. Um, I mean that was amazing. We didn't plan on playing him at all. I think we I think he got here on a Friday afternoon. I didn't. I told John no way. But then when I talked to him on the phone and the way he was talking to me, I was like. We better send this guy a playbook. He might be playing because uh, he's adamant that he can do it. And then when we played him, he was he was definitely right. So um, that was a sign of what we had. Um, he was amazing in that game, and he's been the same dude ever since. Shanahan continues uh, on the importance of having veterans with Super Bowl experience. All those guys, for the most part, were young guys. and It was their first one, and I think um, always when you go your first time, you experience a lot of stuff, but – 
I think when you go your second time, you know all the stuff you experienced. It's about one thing. It's about what happens in those three hours. And uh, I think it's real cool for those guys who have gone to be able to talk to players who it's their first time, kind of help them not get caught up in stuff. Yes, there you go. The words of one Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Let us fast forward here to Bob Costas. This was in the tease for the show today, my friends. Uh, Bob Costas says there's no surprise why the Shield reigns supreme. You know what? When it comes to the Super Bowl, where a lot of people who don't watch football all year long double the audience, even of the conference championship games, Part of that is the halftime entertainment. Yes. A huge part of it is the commercials. Yes. So for people all of a sudden, because they don't like something about Taylor Swift, either they don't like the Chiefs or they've inferred that Taylor Swift might not be a Trumper, then they're annoyed by Taylor Swift. I can guarantee you that all this news on Fox News would not be happening if she was wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. They would love it. Oh, but look at all the new people she's brought to the NFL. You see yes. young teen girls who are now watching football. And it's hard to imagine time. the Super Bowl could have a larger rating, but in a small percentage, it may even up that. And in terms of merchandise sales, yes. the Travis Kelsey jerseys yep. and all the rest, and the attention to regular season games, the NFL reigns supreme not only over sports, but over all of American entertainment. Yeah. In a fractionalized universe, yeah. it's the only thing that consistently aggregates huge audiences. Like 90 of the top 100 rated television shows in a given year yeah. are football games, almost all of them NFL games. And so you would think they couldn't improve on that, but now they've tapped into another demographic. The words of one Bob Costas. He's right. 90 of the top 100 American-rated broadcasts. Uh, 90 of the top 100 um television programs in this country are NFL football games, right? NFL football games. So uh, think about that for a minute, okay? But what is number two? You know what number two is, my friends, in America? What would you guess? Number two most watched sports in the country, okay? In terms of, you know, looking at the top 100 rated television shows or events or games it could be the grammys it could be an episode of a show like a singular event right top 100 singular events what's number two in america the college football playoff it's number two okay they are the silver medal i'm going to scream this from the top of the mountain and tell all you guys hear it and believe it when i was just starting in my career the debate was who's number two is it MLB or is it NBA? Guys, folks, it's not even close. It's not even close. College football is blowing them out of the water by the tune of 2-1, to 3-1, to one. okay? So, like, understand this. You know, that the money is there. Ratings is but a snapshot. Ratings doesn't mean the sport is healthy. Ratings mean that people care, all right? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, You're taking us for granted with what you're doing, jerking around our sports the way you are. We've got the top five at five coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.